The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him. And she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the child be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephathah, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Holiest Trinity, stir up our lives that we may act on your behalf. Amen. About 500 years ago, Teresa of Avila wrote the following. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Christ has no body now on earth, but yours. Today, while listening to the first of two of Jesus' healing miracles in the Gospel of Mark, the one about Jesus and the Syrophoenician woman, it is easy for me to think, thank God that Jesus has you, because left to his own devices, not so good. Encountered, perhaps for the first time, by a Gentile woman looking to him for help, Jesus responds briskly, rudely, Let the children, my people, be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. You, a Gentile, are no more than a dog to me. What? Is this Jesus? Now, Jesus is a complex guy, and I will admit that he could have been up to more than meets the eye. 
But what was it? Was his humanity at play? Are we seeing that even with Jesus, it can take more than one try to open up the human heart? Was he challenging this woman or challenging the disciples who were listening and watching so closely? Was he, in his own way, making a bridge between Jews and Gentiles by outwardly adopting an attitude of segregation while sneakily opening a door to relationship? Was his invitation into a battle of wit a step towards the woman and not actually a step away from her? While I have often heard this story and gotten upset at Jesus for being a grumpy, bigoted crank, what did we say this morning? A, a, a curmudgeon. I think it is quite possible that he was up to something much more subversive and compelling. I think he may actually have been knocking the wall down between Jews and Gentiles, between himself and the Gentiles, rather than building it up. And if he was fishing for mutual relationship, it is the woman's act of taking the bait that seals the deal. She is fierce and witty. Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. You want to call me a dog? Fine. I am above arguing with such a ridiculous comment. But dogs eat too, and I insist on receiving even a dog's portion of your healing love. And there it is. He dismisses. She retorts. They are on even playing field. And he yields, making her perhaps the only person who has ever won an argument with Jesus. Making her the opener of the door between the Gentiles and the Messiah. Making her the co-healer of her daughter and a facilitator of grace. She starts as a person with very little social power and pull, and she ends up as the victor. And that is the kind of transformation that keeps happening in the presence of Jesus, even when he seems to be the one in the wrong. The letter to James today tells us, You shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you show partiality, you commit sin. And you are convicted by the law as transgressors. We are all transgressors on this point, aren't we? People show partiality. The disciples showed partiality. Jesus showed them how ugly that partiality was. And then he made room for the one being sinned against to convict him And lean into mutuality with him. In this totally convoluted way, Jesus teaches us to stop the sin of indifference towards each other. I need Jesus to do this for me every day. Every time I live into the myth of hierarchy in our human condition, making blanket statements about groups of people, making patronizing comments to people who are in need because my discomfort renders me careless, thoughtless, making excuses about my resources, 
making friends only with those who are most like me. When I do these things, I add support beams to a limited human definition of worthiness. Today, a 2,050-year-old woman from Syria challenges us to knock those human dividers down. We are all children. No human is a dog. And no human can live on the crumbs of another. We cannot live in the shadows of each other's obliviousness or carelessness or disdain or well-meaning intentions that have no action or follow-through to render them useful. Jesus and his Syrian friend call us to level the playing field by living into our baptismal vows. We will gather to learn, teach, worship, and strengthen one another for the work of God. We will gather at this table as equals. We will resist the sins that divide us from each other and from Christ. We will share the love of Christ with the world. We will seek and serve Christ in all people. We will work for justice and peace. We will respect the dignity of every single human being. We will, with God's help. And thanks to Felix and his parents, we get to renew these vows today as we bear witness to Felix's baptism. As we invite him into this work, this community, this striving for equality among all people, this love together with us and with Christ. But before we do that, I want to end where we started. From great, 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 great Aunt Teresa of Avila to Felix on the day of his baptism, and to the rest of us, too, as we reflect on our lives and our baptismal ministries. This. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks at the world with compassion. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Amen.